Hello, friends. So welcome back to the Mr. Maxwell podcast. And today is part two of doing a Q&A. Um, I just wanted to start off real quick to say a thank you to my Patreon supporters, um, Joseph, Owen, Zoe, Jules, Pixel Pink, Abby, V. Thank you all so much for your support. Um, it really helps me do all the things I'm doing on YouTube and with the podcast and on TikTok. And if what I'm doing is providing value for you, I would definitely appreciate you um, checking out my Patreon page and um, <clears throat> words <laughs> uh, and supporting me. Um, yeah, so just thought um, the words. Okay, let's just move into the questions. <laughs> All right, so uh, the first question that I'm going to answer today is, uh, I don't know your age, but I'm entering my 21st year of life, and I wonder what that time period was like for you. <sighs> Man, um, it was rather a confusing and frustrating time of life for me, to be honest with you. I did not, this is, you know, almost 20 years ago for me, I'm turning 41 in a few months, and so being that far away, it's a bit of a fuzzy, distant memory, but I was, I had thought that my life was going to become awesome when I turned 21, that everything was going to fall into place, and all that really happened was that I kind of learned even more how different I am from those around me, um, so socially, it was very confusing, um, you know, the positive was I was becoming friends with the person who would ultimately become my wife, so that part was cool, but other than that, it was just, um, I don't know, I'd go mountain biking, I'd go spend a lot of time in the woods, um, bouldering, you know, I think I was at Starbucks at the time. I either was, I think I was starting to take ballet around that time. Yeah, so, I don't know, just a lot of figuring myself out during that time. So yeah, that, that was kind of what life was like then. Uh, let's see here, next question. Uh, did you ever suspect you had autism before your diagnosis? Yes. Um, like I mentioned in the last episode, it was really my wife that pointed out that I might be autistic. And so I did do some of those self-diagnosis tests and kind of came to the conclusion that I was autistic before I received my formal and official diagnosis. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> you have a dog? Yes. Um, you do have a dog. Her name is Juniper. She is a boxer lab mix. Um, she's technically my son's dog. Um, I'll be honest with you, full disclosure, I'm not much of a dog person. Um, I don't like being licked. Uh, most dogs' fur is not very sensory friendly for me personally. 
and I'm not fond of the smell. So for me, dogs are kind of these sensory displeasure things, but I know dogs are very popular and she is a very smart dog. She's a very beautiful dog. Um, if I have to have a dog, I'm glad that I have her. The only thing I would rather have if I didn't have Juniper would be I would love a French Bulldog. I would love one, love one, love one, but they are crazy expensive, so I'm probably never going to get one. But anyway, such is life. Um, next question. A favorite memory that I have. Ooh, man. Um... I mean, there's the cliche answers like, you know, the birth of my children, my wedding day. Um, but if I'm thinking of a personal favorite memory, honestly, it would be when I saw the very first trailer for the very first Spider-Man movie. That is one of my best memories. It's just me. It doesn't have to do with the loved ones in my life. Um, just personal experiences. I just remember how excited I was that they were actually going to be making a movie about my favorite superhero. And I know I'm not unique in that. A lot of people like Spider-Man. Um, but uh, it was a very exciting moment for me. So that's definitely a favorite memory of mine. Um, right next to that would be the first day I taught in a classroom. My first day as a substitute teacher, I remember crying at the end of the day just because I felt like I had finally found where I belonged. And as far as career-wise, and I've, so, and that ended up being two years of substitute teaching, and I'm finishing my sixth year of full-time teaching, and I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So, definitely fond memories. Um, okay. So, this question is, how difficult was it for you to get a diagnosis? Um, Stato is very, could be very frustrating for me because mine is going very slowly. Um, I'll be honest with you, I was very lucky. It wasn't that difficult for me to get a diagnosis. I I mean, it took, it took some patience. You know, when I first mentioned it to my primary care physician, um, you know, they were just kind of wanting to kind of understand why I wanted that and recommended I start with just getting counseling first. And I did that. And then the person who's in my counseling ended up suggesting that I get diagnosed. Um, now at that point I had been doing some self tests about autism and I kind of, so I kind of knew how to talk about my symptoms in a way that related to autistic symptoms, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I talked more in my, in my counseling sessions about sensory issues and sensory things that I started to notice were bothering me or being confused about why I was upset and not being able to really parse out why the truth that I often don't know how I'm feeling. You know, people say, how are you? And you give this the standard, oh, I'm fine, how are you? But sometimes I, I don't know how I feel. Like, actually, my honest answer for emotions are sometimes difficult to give. 
anyway, um, and this was all during COVID, so the schools were all closed, so that whole flood of children, I shouldn't say it that way, but usually there are a lot of children that are being prioritized anytime it comes to autism or autistic diagnoses. And so because the schools were closed, there weren't there weren't any referrals going out, so they had openings. So I was, so in a weird sort of way, COVID kind of helped me get my diagnosis because there was less going on um, scheduling-wise, so it was easier for them to make time for me. Um, yeah, so my situation was a little bit different than a lot of people's I know. Um... All right, uh, the last question that I have, or it's more of a comment, anyway, it says, I'm still making my way through your content, so if you've talked about it before, please notice and forgive me, but if you have any thoughts on figuring out what your own support needs are, I'd love to hear that. Uh, my biggest, honestly, the biggest thing for me was going to therapy and getting counseling and being able to have someone to talk to to help me work through what was bothering me, what was going on with me. And I also did about six months of occupational therapy, which was kind of weird as an adult because usually already, as an adult, I already had my strategies and my methods. But what I did with the occupational therapist was I shared what I was doing to try to cope. And then they would help me determine if that was a healthy method or an unhealthy method. And one of the things that my occupational therapist had me do was to keep a journal, um, kind of like a sensory journal, an anxiety journal, and write down moments when I'm stressed or when things are too loud, too bright, too uncomfortable, too itchy, you name it. And by starting to track my moments of sensory distress, I was able to start determining where the problems were. And that made it easier for me to communicate with my wife about what my needs were at home. It made it easier for me to communicate with my boss about what my needs were at work. And it made it easier for me to communicate with my occupational therapist about where I needed their support and to determine what type of help I needed so that I could continue to work and to be a functional or quasi-functional human being. All right, friends, so that wraps up our Q&A for today. So this is the end of part two. Um, if you ever have any questions for me, please, please find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, I can be found at Mr. Underscore Maxwell 16. I'd love to hear your questions and your thoughts. All right, friends, for now, it's time for your next adventure. I'll miss you. Thank you, friends, for listening to the Mr. Maxwell Podcast. If you'd like to see what else I am up to, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram all at Mr. Underscore Maxwell 16. Please, I'd love to hear from you. Um, let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me, think of, let me know if there are 
any other things you'd like me to talk about. All right, friends, hope you have a wonderful day.